start to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Try it, man. Do not Try say it. you're starting to shake. Okay. I am sure open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here. Do it. Stop running. Go back in. Do not run. Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of them. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the only podcast with the gumption to take the keys from Zach Bagans and say we have the power. Oh. <laughs> I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. What an episode. Holy shit, I, I love this episode so much, Joel. <laughs> So excited. Woo! Yes! After Pavalia, it's like, how are they going to follow this up? You know, I figured we're going to come into this a little less energized. It's it's less exciting location, but no. holy shit. This is like on par with Pavalia for fun. It's got so many goddamn cool guests. So let's just fucking get right into it. We're at the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. I'm getting pumped up. Should we go visit the dark side? Let's go to the dark side. Hell yeah, I'm ready. I'm full. You're up! Dance floor is yours! Now I see why you call this the toilet room. This is the first time we've ever put an X in a toilet room. Sounds like a big place. Let's, let's put the X. I'm going to start by reciting my new favorite uh, poem. Yes, yes please. Brick walls and concrete floors. Steel bars for my doors. Two chains holding my bed. A hard, lumpy mattress rests my head. We wouldn't listen to what was being said. We played our hand and wound up here instead. Oh, DJ Fly. <laughs> DJ Fly in the mix! Oh, man. Nick must have been pretty upset that they had somebody better at rapping on the show than he is. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, Nick, you having any deja vu experiences at this moment? <laughs> they are at the Ohio State Reformatory, and thank God they call it reformatory, not that other word I can't pronounce for the life of me. <sighs> it is in Mansfield, Ohio. Penitentiary. <laughs> don't even. Don't even. I Penitentiary. Can't do it. I give up. <laughs> it's in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, opened in 1896 and closed in 1990, and it held about 150,000 criminals in its time. Dude, it's crazy to think that it closed like fucking what, like 30, like less than 30 years ago. Bruh. More right. Than- no, 32 years, because we're, oh, I'm no. 34. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. Oh, that's no. Right. Oh, God, I'm so Cue old. Cue we're old song. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're old. Yeah. All right, fine. Yes. Oh, a, li- a little over 30 years ago, but... This place looks like shit. It's very spooky. Yeah, it's where people went to be reformed. Yeah, reformed in... <laughs> Into angry ghosts. People went there and they churned out angry ghosts. Oh yeah, just turning them into like absolute insane people by like, for instance, a riot happened in the 1930s and they threw 120 people into just 10 
small, solitary confinement cells. 120 people into 10 cells. Which, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you noticed this, but Zach shows he's not the best at math because he says, imagine putting 10 people in here, which, of course, 10 people per 10 cells would be 100, not 120. So there was 12 people per cell. Zach, <laughs> math burn. <laughs> Fuck you. I went to school. Math. Fuck yeah! We have some good parallels with Moundsville State Penitentiary as we have another person who got cooked till their meat fell off. Oh, God, it, yeah, it's gnarly. And I, I, I just have to say, the intro to this episode is possibly the most quintessential intro to a Ghost Adventures episode I've ever seen. Oh, yes. Zach is amped up. He is so torqued. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah. he's got his shirt. His, I guess this is a little bit of a, a fashion report. We're dipping our toes into the fashion. Okay, we can, we talk can, about we can dip. We can dip. <laughs> Look at my body. Whoa! Check this out, man. Dude, you look weird, bro. So he's wearing his cool fucking like shirt with like you know the crest in the upper right. And then on his back is like two saints with like a lion in the middle with like a <laughs> crown, you know, just like the the whole level of like royal oh yeah, goth bullshit. But he, I noticed he's got the front tucked in just so that you can see his dope belt buckle, but the rest is tucked mm -hmm. out. The rest is out just yeah. the front tucked right in. So good. Mm -hmm. But he's coming down that hall and he's like aggressive at us and he's gesturing and he is like, this is yeah. where it's at. This is it. And then he sits down in the cell and, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, tonight we're going to be locked down inside a dark old prison and fight these evil forces who are harming the living. And they do that slam, and he does this, like, really yeah. intense stare through, like, the food slot. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Gorgeous intro. Oh, God. And the 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 closing the door and looking all haughty through the, the, the prison door, like, because it's that quick cut of, like, him sitting down and the door slams and it goes to a, a close zoom of him looking passionately at yeah. the camera. Yeah. And I... It just reminds me of all those like fucking Christian TikTokers. Like he like <laughs> yes. Zach is just Yeah. He's like doing the Christian TikTok thought thing where he's like pretending to be uh thrown in jail because he loves Jesus, but also like mugging at the camera all hot. If you're not telling everyone you know about Jesus, you either hate everyone or you're just you just don't care. You just don't know Jesus. What it's like <laughs> what it's like being a Christian in 2022 police sirens getting thrown against the wall and then like looking sexy at the camera. Like uh. <laughs> I wrote down Zach. Zach has the energy of like a guy leading a scared straight program. Like, like, yeah, like walking through a, a prison with like a bunch of kids and he's like, this yeah. is where people died, hung themselves. We're burned to death. And we're going to fight those evil spirits tonight. Do you want to spend your afterlife holding somebody else's pocket? <laughs> you haven't come up against guys like us before. And I'll guarantee you when we're locked in here later tonight, we'll be in here by ourselves. Right after Zach does his Christian TikTok thought act, they introduce 
somebody who's already immediately in the canon of cool ass ghost adventures guest dj fly dj fly inmate and you know if i told you that they were going to introduce somebody named dj fly you probably would not imagine it looked like this guy when i when you see the the name dj fly i didn't think it was going to look like my dad (laughs) cosplaying a a mobster (laughs) oh my god yeah, he does, and he's got those like he's got like that like Edward James almost kind of face, like that like oh yeah, like his skin has seen some shit. He's been through it. Well, and he he wasn't in prison for very long. He was only in there for I think like four years. Mm-hmm. But uh, he went through some shit while he was there, and yeah, it's it is it is nice that he gets to be rewarded on this podcast by being the newest addition to our expanded ska universe band <laughs> the baked bean riot <laughs> yeah this is what i believe the current roster is we've got redbone on the lead uh lead vocals and slide guitar obviously uh aaron big Steppin' goodwin on the horns <laughs> slim <laughs> richie from the cimmerillion is on the pipes uh, I think in DJ Fly is probably on tambourine and he scats <laughs> slash does spoken word segments. <laughs> uh, he scats, huh? That's great. Yeah, he scat. He scats all over everything. And uh, Chubby Gumby Boy is their light technician, and Murray mm. Silver is their agent. Oh yes, gorgeous. I love it. I call him Redbone. Fly, DJ Fly. They cooked him to his meat fell off. He was still on fire. Brown bean. There's a lot of dead death in here. Brick walls and concrete floors. Still bars for my doors. Right down here in cell 17. Hey, I done what I can to free your ass. Killed him up. There's a program that I guess we'll get to uh, called Ghost Adventures Aftershocks. Where he, they go back and talk about various uh, locations that they've done and like kind of retell the story and re interview people. Oh shit, man, our fucking, our, our podcast is going on forever. We'll never be done until he comes and fights us. Yeah, Zach, you, you can end this anytime. Save us from doing this anymore, even though it's a lot of fun and we'll probably never stop anyways. Even though it's literally all we have going for us right now. <laughs> this is the only cool creative thing we're doing and it's not that cool (laughs) that's that's true oh i made myself sad the thing is is zach was gonna interview dj fly again and apparently dj fly died i mean that's not gonna hold zach back (laughs) oh god maybe that's why he was being so vague he because he just tweeted like well i was getting all set to to interview DJ Fly for Aftershocks, dot, dot, dot. And then everybody in the, the comments was like, and? And? So? What, Zach? Like, what? And then somebody was like, oh, he died. Like, Zach didn't say he died. He just, he fucking ellipsed out. That's such a, like, passive-aggressive text. You're just mad at the universe for it. So you're just like, well... I thought maybe we could do this, but I. Yeah, I thought I thought we were gonna have a good show, but DJ Fly ruined it for me. Ugh. Remember, I am not doing this because I have disrespect. It smells like like horse. First, he describes like see like a guard like being pushed off 
like the top floor or something. For reference, if you just to imagine this, if you haven't watched the episode, this is the highest freestanding cell block. Yes, yeah, five stories. Five fucking stories with it sounds like just thigh high guardrails. It's a wall of angry people, and then a a drop to concrete. That sounds like a real quick way to die. Yes, and apparently it happened. <laughs> Did you notice the like the sound effects they used for the like reenactment of the of the guy hitting the ground? <laughs> and it was like it was like yeah, like it just sounded like like, like like they got their they got it from like freecoolsounds.com. They got it from the set the place where I get my sound effects for this fucking podcast. Oh my god. You saw what? A boy get thrown over the range. And he hit the floor and yeah. died. So then then his his cell not his cellmate, but it's his, his the guy right next to him. Yeah, that's his cell neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, and they talk to a guard who like gives the details about how this guy like sprayed himself down with lighter fluid. Was no, it? Uh paint thinner. Paint thinner. And lit himself on fire. Yeah, so it's it's actually a very interesting moment because you have the corroboration of the story between Ike Webb, the former yeah. guard, and DJ Fly, because mm-hmm. Ike is describing this incident of this gentleman like burning himself alive and dj fly is like yeah i was right fucking there it got so hot that i was dousing myself with water from my sink to try and make sure that i didn't also burn alive and they dragged his corpse out and like left chunks of his peeling skin all down the range and man is zach getting fucking edged this episode, oh God. everyone mm-hmm. is just pulling, pulling that boy to the precipice. I want to give you the power. That's an honor. Are you fueling yourself up with all our energy because you're ready for the fight tonight? You guys ready? Hell yeah, I'm ready. I'm fu- <laughs> fueled up. Feeling, oh my God, dude, I'm feeling it too. This is awesome. And DJ Fly ends his segment of of edging Zach by he start he starts beefing he starts beefing with Lockhart's ghost. Yes. Oh my God! And then he feels him all over his body, and he's like, "You get your hands off of me! You get your hands off of me! Get 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 off me, boy! Get off me!" <laughs> and uh, Zach chari- oh. later charitably describes that as him spazzing out. Very nice, Zach. Remember, I am not doing this because I have disrespect. I gotta say, Joel, I think that DJ Fly might be a paranormal zaddy. Oh my god. I think he might be the muscle. Oh, yeah. We got we got silver, we got senate, we got the brains, we got the charm, and now we got the muscle. All we need is one more zaddy who's the wild card, and then we have the A-team of old <laughs> paranormal guys. Wow. This is awesome. Speaking of hot, Eric, speaking of hot, we have one of our uh, next guests, uh, Susan Nerodi, the operations manager and dummy thick mommy that I think Zach is hard for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. No, she's great. She's a, she's a, she's a real snack. 
She's a real piece of bait. Yeah, as as Zach describes her, because they're talking about how women continuously get attacked here. And Zach looks at her and says, and like the way he says it is is not like a joking or like a, a fu- like there's just a tone where he like means it. He's like, yeah, you would be a good piece of bait. And then she gets awkward. She goes, yeesh. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, not like that. Dude, this scene. I don't know if you've noticed this, but this is one of the uh, more awkward moments, more subtly awkward moments, because as he starts trying to her away from that comment, he does like the bro neck grab. He grabs her by the neck. He grabs her by the back of the neck and pulls her in. And he's like, I'm just kidding. And like, dude, no, not subtle at all, Joel. This sequence, (laughs) like, if you don't cringe your face off during this sequence, there's something (laughs) wrong with you. I I had to watch it several times. And I was like, yeah. Every single time, I, I barely could see because I was cringing so fucking hard. And after fucking, like, bro grabbing her neck, he clarifies saying that you would be a good trigger object and the ghost might be attracted to you. And I have to wonder if Zach's previous slip-up belies an unrequited love for thick, older women. And this is made <laughs> more plausible as Susan follows it up by saying, you know, sometimes things feel very tight in here and then suddenly Zach gets the goosebumps. He gets the goosebumps. His hairs are going boop. Oh my God. It was very tight in here. Holy cow. I'm sorry. I just felt something touch me in this area here. You're very beautiful. You're okay. Why don't you like men? It's nonstop awkwardness between these two because, like, right before this, she's talking about seeing a full body apparition. So Zach's like, "So what? What did you? Uh, what do you think you saw that day? What do you think you saw?" And she says, um, "An apparition," and he's like, <laughs> "Maybe an inmate." And then she just does this like, <laughs> there's this beat where she just looks at him and she's like, "Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'd say." Just fucking yeah. Captain Obvious at it again. No, it was a conquistador, Zach. No, it was the ghost of a nun. It was a, a headless pirate. <laughs> the enormity of, of their flat brain, the enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. There, There's a, a number of interesting interactions with women, and we'll get to Sarah when, because Sarah, Sarah, like initially in this episode, when we first meet her, Sarah just kind of seems like a young, kind of like you know standard girl. Just a just a standard fucking interview for this show. Props to Sarah. She's she doesn't seem like she's like lusted. She is not. It's not the girls from uh, Penhurst State School who no. look like they want to gobble all of Zach. <laughs> No, Sarah is a strong, independent woman. Sarah does not give a fuck about Zach Bagans, and that makes me so fond of her. Uh, they're right. It doesn't like men. It doesn't like men. The, the other woman they interview, and which gives us one of my favorite pre-lockdown segments, is uh, Tina Webb, one of the other tour guides. Most of the people interviewed in this are tour guides. Tina got smacked and her hair pulled near... <laughs> the toilet room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. 
This se- this sweet sequence makes me mad. <laughs> and Zach makes the worst worst poop Jake joke. Mm, okay. Until until moments later when Aaron <laughs> usurps him and makes the yeah. worst poop jo- joke. I know, I know. That's like, you know, because they're taking turns. And, like, I got to give props to Zach that at least his double entendre was a little bit more clever than sounds like a shitty place. I think that was a wrong thing for them to done. The, the thing that I took away from this, Eric, is first... Zach is an asshole to Aaron, per usual. Yes. Because he doesn't even give him a courtesy laugh. No. Pretty rude. No, Aaron laughed really hard at his stupid-ass fucking joke. Aaron does a facial impression <laughs> of all lip, of... The, lip biting. He does the facial impression of all those, like, Calvin stickers that is, like, that teen <laughs> Calvin sticker <laughs> yeah. that everybody has for some reason. <laughs> my roommate saw one my roommate saw one yes uh yesterday and sent it to the house she's like why does this sticker have to exist and it's on a car and it's calvin pissing on the word incest <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's what like the fuck huh? how about that that's just like oh gosh wow wow couldn't even imagine that. Because there's three of them, I wonder if they cut Nick's contribution to the toilet jokes because he's not good on the spot. Like, he probably said something like, I can't wait to flush these ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we're going to send all these inmates down the drain. We're going to give these spirits a swirly. Maybe we'll wipe them all out. <laughs> that, that's too clever. That's too clever. Because wipe is a double entendre. The other tangent my brain went down is maybe Nick doesn't get because Nick does not get a lot of screen time in this, and I think because this episode kind of coincides with Nick releasing his rap album, uh, oh. it's like the same time frame. Really? Yeah. I wonder Holy if shit. Nick is in this like mode where he keeps just freestyling everything. <laughs> they have to cut it out. Yeah, <laughs> I did write a uh, what I what I would consider. This is my interpretation mm. of a uh, of a Nick Groff freestyle about the toilet room. If you'd like to hear it, <laughs> fuck yeah, hit me with it. <laughs> like I just imagine Nick just asks, he just demands that Zach and Aaron drop him a beat, and then he starts poorly spitting, like like uh uh toilet room. <laughs> We are going to go boom, boom all over these entities. We threes spelling their doom, doom. G-A-C, gonna pee, marking territory. Living versus dead, it'll mess with your head. But the show brings us bread, so we go full steam ahead. With our tauntings of these hauntings, regardless of how daunting, we are flaunting our skills over those who got killed. Nick, Aaron, and Zach, the GAC crew, attack. Oh, Jesus Christ, Joel. (laughs) Meanwhile, Tina's just standing in the corner, watching. (laughs) Watching Nick just... Watching Nick and, like, feeling the ultimate cringe because Zach and Aaron are just sitting there like, yeah, that's great, Nick. Great. Good, good fucking rapping. What's wrong with you, Nick? What the f*** is wrong with him? I don't know, but I got one minute of tape left. Nick, what's wrong with you, dude? This is a perfect time to uh, segue into uh, my 
possibly my favorite of the interviewees. Speaking of, like, overconfident bros. Oh, uh, speaking of true alphas, Joel, we're talking <laughs> Mike Middleton. Mike Middleton, oh, the yeah. true alpha of the paranormal. Don't start this. You're going to fight and fight. He's just a common man. An old man with cancer. Working hard with his hands. I was about two and a half foot away from him and He's caught him. I took a step back and I said, I'm still not afraid of you. I want to give you the power. Outstanding. Got to describe what this guy looks like. He's bald. He's got like a black polo on. Just stop right there. He looks like what you would imagine somebody who listens to Joe Rogan. Done. <laughs> and puddle of mud. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got a goatee, a fucking like single mm-hmm. little earring, uh, bald. He's thick as fuck. He's like built, but he's like sh- kind of short. Um, yeah, beefy, beefy boy. Beefy boy, but he's got the black polo on that still somehow shows his pit stains. <laughs> but one of the first things he says is they're talking about like him. He's like, yeah, there was one time I was here and I saw this like, Fog, this like black fog of a ghost go by and go into a, a cell and I walked into the cell and I said are you in here and all it said was fucker <laughs> <laughs> and Zach is spooked yeah it was but it's like he should he should be uh, like vocals for like a death metal band with that shit oh yeah for sure this is the only second time that we've watched a episode of ghost adventures where zach gets completely dominated by a guest of course the first and most dominated is murray silver but man mike middleton comes up a pretty close second with how much he controls the entire time he is on camera Keeps going too. Though. Oh my god, I can't wait. There's only two types in here: predator and prey. Which are you? Did you notice the look on Nick's face, staring at Mike Middleton? He is in awe. He is in awe of him. <laughs> He's like he is tempted away from his alpha. I think that temptation comes back in a big way in the rest of the episode because Nick, Nick has his own alpha moments, <laughs> but we'll get there. Uh, but but you know what's my favorite though? <laughs> Huh. Mike's telling a story about like getting a ghost coming up in his face, and he uses yeah. this this situation to test Zach's alpha status, and he oh, yeah. thrusts his face right up in front of Zach, and you know what? Zach doesn't flinch. I know, I know. He clenched two silverbacks going at it, posturing. <laughs> Zach clenches his butt cheeks and maintains his composure. Yes, yes. Alpha status retained. But the show of force clearly shakes the younger and less dominant male as they continue through the pre-lockdown investigation. I don't see it so much erotic. I see it more full of obscenity. It's just, and nature here is vile and base, fornication and asphyxiation and choking and fighting for survival. And Mike's next story of telling, of bringing in old man with cancer who got smacked by a spirit. 
And his alpha status, his alpha status just keeps going up as he's telling this story. Because, like, the yeah. old man with cancer gets decked by a ghost, and he's there to catch him. Catch him with his girth. His muscles can envelop any old man that this world can provide. He can save anybody. <laughs> yes. His, his <laughs> thickness knows no bounds. Quick, man, cling tenaciously to my buttocks. Both of them? This is when Mike, I think, really starts taking control of the situation because he takes his rightful position in making sure that Aaron is at the bottom of the food chain. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Aaron gets hit by a rock. <laughs> yeah. And and rightfully is spooked. Hit your smell! The rock is cooking. Oh, what? Are you trying to harm us? Mike takes this moment to say, uh, you know, anyone that's afraid is going to be targeted. Yeah, he's like, like I said, they attack those who are afraid. <laughs> yeah. The weak, the elderly, the women. <laughs> the betas. And after Aaron gets hit with the rock, this is when Zach gets yoked. He gets Dude, pumped. straight up, Zach, this is like... <laughs> I wrote down, I wrote down, Zach is teetering at the precipice of spurting a full load of Ecto all over this place. This is, I think, one of the most interesting segments that they've ever filmed, where they actually go to the solitary confinement wing and... Pretty much right away, it's just malfunctions after malfunctions after malfunctions. They lose, like, all their audio. All of their lavalier mics die, and Zach can't even believe it. So I wouldn't have questioned the validity of this situation had Zach not overreacted or overacted so hard. <laughs> it just drained mine! Everything. It just drained my battery pack too! I just put a battery in here. What? We just put bat- we just- oh what the frick? We just put some friggin' batteries in here! What? What? Oh, what? Like, it's- it's a little bit much. To his credit though, to his credit, I think that energy could be because Zach is kind of channeling that homeschool kid who's like, had too many gummy bears and he's just so excited that he's just like overreacting to everything like everything is super intense <laughs> see i i would compare him more to a kid getting caught looking at porn where he's like no what no it's a virus what no like i got scared by the virus and my pants fell down what are you talking about mom no dude i'm trying dude what? I don't know why. This sequence is actually kind of freaky. Like, there's something, like, really creepy about the sound all dying out and then them all reacting to things that are going on. I've never seen a horror movie where this happens, where the audio just dies and you just see people running around. Yes. It's, it's good. That would it's be good. good. That would be really fucking good. Yeah, it's spooky as hell. Because you could see them like all running, reacting, like they're pointing at their arms. They're doing the little finger gesture to ins to ensure that we, the audience, know their arms are going like. Boo, 
Yeah, yeah. And then he's like pointing over like over Nick's shoulder and, and he's like, oh, over there. But then he's like turning and then they're like splitting up and all running in different directions. <laughs> it's great. It's great. This is some like Blair Witch Project shit. Oh yeah, no, this is this is like I think one of the most exciting like ten minutes of Ghost Adventures out there. Having that many pieces of technology fritz out in the same way is pretty interesting, and that many separate pieces of technology all failing is is almost too much to even believe that Aaron just got high and played Call of Duty instead of charging the batteries. <laughs> yeah. So it really does lend to like a lot of excitement. And then it does end in probably one of my favorite Aaron moments so far Dude, this season. They just pile on him. And I don't know oh. why. Like there must, I feel like there's a oh. missing scene where they're like, Aaron, you didn't charge the batteries. So like you're in trouble. You know, because like, it seems like out of nowhere, they're all yelling at Aaron and he's like, I'll try my best. Okay. Ugh. Zach is talking to Mike. They're having their very serious alpha conversation. You know, I think this is going to be dangerous. I think one of us is going to be attacked. What do you think, Mike? What do you think, Alpha? And then Mike is like, he just alphas up. He spreads his legs. He puts his hands on his hips. He thrusts out his dick and he's just like, you know, if you keep your guard up, I think you're going to be okay. And then everybody slow turns to Aaron, who's like back <laughs> against yeah, the wall. Yeah. Filming the rest uh, yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'll try my best. So come on. And then Mike just oh. digs the knife in, just digs it into Aaron, just stabs him right in his back saying, you know, there's two type of people in here, predator and prey, which are you? <laughs> and hold on Aaron's face. Yeah, and he oh. just starts pouting, oh. like a real, genuine pout. This is this is the most like done with this shit expression I've ever seen from Aaron. <laughs> this is like not okay. It is not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> oh my god, dude. It's okay. No, that's not. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes happens right before the lockdown. We got Susan, we got Mike greeting them at the door, ready to lock them in there. But Mike takes this moment to knight Zach as a fucking true alpha, where he hands over a, a police baton and a bunch of keys, and he says, I'm giving you the power. And the power of Grayskull! I want to give you the power. It's an honor. Come on, show yourself! I'm not afraid of you, I have the power. According to Mike, we have the power. We control this prison. And he's beaming with such pride as he hands over these items. These, like, powered items for Zack. Like, this is such an amazing interaction for Zack, you know? Like, this guy gets him. He's He went in there and pre-riled? He pre-riled the ghosts? The fuck? Like, I'm surprised that Zach didn't, like, Freudian slip and just say, like, say, thanks, Dad, or something like that. Like, the amount of, of fatherly joy that Mike is coming at this situation with. 
Meanwhile, Susan is just there kind of like biting her lip, like just not doing anything. Probably hoping that Zach doesn't grab her neck again. <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, she is. If you noticed, she has a mic between them at about all times. <laughs> yeah. Now there you was one good night. piece of bait. You are. I mean, oh, I don't mean. Zach is so fucking amped that he can't even fist bump them. He doesn't even have the focus to fist bump Mike and Susan. So he goes extra hard on the fist bump when they start the lockdown. <laughs> I'm getting pumped up. Should we go visit the dark side? Let's go to the dark side. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. He's like, I'm so fueled up. I'm so ready to go. And he holds up his keys and he holds up his baton. He's like, I've got the power. They hate it. They hate that I have the power. He's got the power and he punches that power right into Nick's fucking hands, probably <laughs> fracturing his knuckles. But Nick doesn't even notice because he's also so amped. And mm -hmm. right away, as they're beginning the lockdown, Zach does his like, you know, I like to announce our presence. And he starts screaming, which clips the mic really bad. And then his <laughs> microphone, apparently, I, I don't know if like he sends so much signal to the microphone that it charts out or it's an actual power drain. <laughs> like I yeah, can just see the audio does, file on that is just like a solid block. I didn't even think about that. That is so funny. Cause yeah, he does start. He starts taunting as loud as he can. He's like, "All right," and it just like you hear the audio go. This time it wasn't actually the the ghosts draining the batteries. Nick just that sound you heard is Nick unplugging his fucking microphone as he's like, "God damn it, ow!" As he's fucking like his, his ears, ears are, are bleeding. bleeding from Zach's scream. Hang on. I always like to give a few words to give our grand introduction. So I hope you all can hear me. Jesus. What? But then Nick and him both get get cold blasted, like, at the same time. And they get the goosebumps, and Zach is like, they're, they're drawing our energy. They're getting ready for the fight. They're charging up for the fight. That's right. It is fight night here at the old Ohio Reformatory, three boys, an untold amount of spirits, tonight only. Dark death. And Zach is pumped. He's fueled. He's yelling. <laughs> he's he's doing his favorite thing, which is white knighting for the ladies. And he gets to yell about the toilet room again because he loves uh, saying toilet room. Joel, I gotta say I'm so excited because it is again a return of our favorite character, the asshole rookie guard. <laughs> I want the strongest guy in here, because I'm the new guard. Are you looking at me? Do you have a shank? And guess what? That's what's going to happen. I'm the new guard, and I'm telling you to get in yourselves and never get out. I think I have to correct you. He's not the rookie guard this time. I think he's upgraded. He's not the new guard in town. He is the he is the warden of this prison. Oh yeah. He's he's jingling those keys in front of those ghosts. Come here, boys. Come here. I got the power. I got all the power. 
Don't you hate it? He's skipping down the fucking rows of cells, just just knocking that discipline par across all of it. Just wake up, convicts! It's time to fight. And apparently, according to them, the first bit of evidence is a ghost agreeing to that fight. What do you think of this extrapolation, Eric? Um. Dude, I don't even fucking remember. I don't even remember that part. That's how fucking, that's what I feel about it. The first the first thing they get is an orb and a whoosh noise that Zack says, is this an inmate trying to <laughs> shank us? Yes, yeah. No, it's the whoosh of the shank. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a leap, Zack. It's a, it's a big leap. Oh man, I don't know about this, dude. I'm not even going to look down. Zach is still doing his guard routine as they go past the, the <laughs> yeah. Lockhart cell. That's when Nick decides to, like, fucking take charge. As Nick says, he mounts up and takes the fucking <laughs> steam away from Zach. Did you see this moment where Nick uh, does mount up and he's like, I'm going to go in here with an EVP and see what I get. And, like, Nick, right before the cut... Zach, like, takes over to the cell like, you motherfucker. Like, he's so <laughs> upset that Nick just stepped into his fucking spotlight and took over. He is so oh. pouty about it. What's wrong with you, Nick? Nick, what's wrong with you? Nick does not disappoint. Like, he gets in there and he starts picking up EVPs. Creepy shit. Creepy fucking shit. Mm -hmm. The fucking... I'll chew you up or whatever. I'll chew you. And Zach, you know, obviously fussy because he doesn't want Nick to steal the spotlight, brings out the EMF detector. Is like, no, it's not working, dude. There's no spikes. There's no spikes. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but then Nick steals that spotlight by pulling out the best, like, horror movie trope slash best cutaway content possible. There's something here, Zach punctuated by them stepping out of the cell and getting their first and really only apparition. This mist crossing over moves at the exact same speed at the exact same time that Zack moves his head. Yeah. Um, and it looks like it is a reflection of the IR bouncing off of Zack's beautiful porcelain face. It's the IR light bouncing off of the many layers of foundation he uses to smooth <laughs> out his face. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not interested I'm not impressed by this at all. This is this is like a eh level of mist. It's just like it's a it's a dude. It's not great. There's there's obviously some kind of like light artifact back there, but it really doesn't matter. But what does matter is they bring out our favorite device, the word gun. <laughs> Scientific equipment. <laughs> Magic everywhere in this bitch. Anytime someone says, we're going to get out some scientific equipment, you can be damn sure there's nothing scientific about it. They get back into the cell block and the first word they get is drag full poggers face yeah. from everybody just <gasps> yep. and then they pl they play everybody plays the i feel game where they're all pointing mm -hmm. at their arms and be like cold cold i feel aaron obviously got coached on his lack of ability to improv <laughs> he got chastised for dropping the ball 
They go back upstairs to uh, Lockhart's cell, don't get anything, but when they go back downstairs, they get pass and fly back to back. And then Zach goes full on Hardy Boys. Fly! TJ, fly! Dun, dun, dun! Cut to commercial. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, drag pretty good because they you know they talked about him being dragged down the down the hall like his skin yeah going off and then pass mm-hmm. where they're passing by dj flies old cell and then it says fly it's pretty good it's pretty it's good pretty good it's pretty 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 good for a piece of equipment that has resoundly been shown to be completely ineffectual and been abandoned by most serious i guess serious in quotes paranormal investigators it's doing a pretty good job and it does so good that they decide to put up two static cams in here and they get crystal clear footsteps and a door slamming crystal clear the best footstep sounds they've ever picked up in the whole fucking show. Which is crazy because in Pavalia, those were the best that they had at that point. Yeah. And then the fucking next episode, boom, raising the ante automatically. So good. But right before that, Zach says in that great line, dance floor's yours. Show yourselves. So we don't know. We don't know if it was footsteps or if it was a, you know, <laughs> some ghosts doing a little dance. Yeah, somebody was just salsa dancing. Doing through. a little little uh, cell block waltz. They caught an alternate universe EVP of Redbone and the Baked Bean Riot <laughs> skanking around the stage. <laughs> big stepping. And speaking of taking uh, big steps. They uh, take the biggest step in the wrong direction for giving them any credibility by bringing in (laughs) their trigger object. Oh, my God. Sarah. Sarah. I love Sarah so much. I'm a huge fan of Mike, but Sarah does so much to damage the reputation of these boys that she is my hero. The age of men is over. The time of the female has come. You know, Zach opens it up by saying, we brought in a trigger object, but I don't mean to call you an object. And of course he does this moment to try and pull his like move of putting her his hands on her and pulling her close. She doesn't react. (laughs) I didn't mean to call you an object as he reaches over and treats her like an object after calling her an object. Oh, this hurts. This hurts. This hurts. This hurts. And then Nick out of nowhere fucking negs her. Like, gross. (laughs) Neg and Nick. We'll see see in a little bit when stuff starts happening. Like, really, really fucking nice. God. No, like, already, can you imagine how nervous she has to be going into this abandoned-ass prison with these three bros who are, like, not... Like, they've just started by being like, I don't mean you're an object, but, like, come here. (laughs) It starts with uninvited touch and a full-on neg, but this is why she's my favorite. I don't mean this in a derogatory way. I say what I'm about to say because I know this word will personally hurt Zach. But bringing in Sarah just shows what absolute pussies these boys are. (laughs) Ooh! Ooh! 
Sarah does some of the hardest core shit for an investigation in the potentially most haunted place in this entire facility. Dude, yeah, no, she's a badass. And she doesn't run. She doesn't scream. She doesn't point at her arm. She is calm, cool, and collected the entire time. Meanwhile, Zach is trying to set up a white knight situation for her. Like, be like, you could just reach out if anything happens. Are you sure? Are you sure you're feeling like, are you sure you're up to this? And she's just like, yeah, I'm fine. And then he's, he's like walking her down the, down the hallway. And he's like, he's like, all right, we came back and we brought us a female. And he goes, this is where you told me that you, uh, you got your mm, ass grabbed. I'm so surprised that he didn't take that moment to ask her to show him how hard it was. Yes. Show me on my body. Show me on my ass. Grab it. Touch it. Come on. And what's going on here seems pretty pervy, doesn't it? They get a bunch of EVPs. Yeah, they get a bunch of them. And then like, and then it's like capped off with one of my favorites where she feels someone breathing on her neck and then they mm -hmm. listen to the EVP and it's like, like <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's it's like some of the best one-to-one -one evidence gathering that they get. At the same time that Sarah felt something breathe on the back of her neck, the digital recorder she was holding captured an EVP that completely validates her experience. <laughs> This is the moment where Sarah's presence really shows how ridiculous the whole setup is for this show because they hear another door close and all of these adult men start <laughs> yelling and running and screaming and bro oh. and Sarah Sarah's just like what what's going on uh, yeah, I heard that. I did hear that. Yeah, and also, like, right right before that, they got the EVP where it says, Run, Sarah. The creepiest part about that is that, like, the beginning, I don't know what he's saying, but the end of it sounds like Sarah. And they get a bunch of those. That, that is not the only Sarah EVP they get. Because yeah. what happens next is Zach maybe an attempt to try and like shore up his masculinity by asking her to do the scariest thing that she could do. <laughs> yes. I feel like oh he's trying to get her to say no to something because Zach tries to send her alone downstairs into the deepest part of the hole by herself with a camera in the dark with an EVP recorder taped to her back and she yeah. fucking goes, just says, yeah. Yeah, and after after the way he brought it up, too, where he's like, he's like, Sarah, uh, can I ask you to do something? <laughs> She's already wildly uncomfortable, Zach. You don't have to approach her like, we're going to try something kind of weird. I've always wanted to do something with a woman in <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> but... Fucking cool, calm, and collected. She's even aware of the meta of the show as they're taping an EV EVP recorder to her back, and she looks at the camera and says, Shouldn't this be an Aaron show? <laughs> Dude, 
straight up dig digs at Aaron because she knows that's what alphas do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they send her down to do like a whole loop below them and like by herself. I'm going to go on record right now and say, fuck that. I wouldn't. Hell do it. no. Hell no. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'd probably do it, but I'd run and scream and piss my pants. I'm going to run. Like a little girl, I don't care. I'm gonna scream and I'm gonna you run. No, they're they're all talking upstairs, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Wait, wait, wait!" Sarah's Sarah's calling out to us, and that's when they hear her, and she's like, "Uh, can you get down here, please?" And then it's like, the most intense music. It's our chance to white knight. The absolutely, they run down to rescue her, and, and Aaron again tries to insert himself by being like, "Oh, dude!" At the same time, you were getting touched. <laughs> I was getting touched too. Um. I'm, I'm brave, right? I'm <laughs> yeah, keeping it she, together. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, no, something pulled my hair. And then Zach turns and he's like, uh, <laughs> quick, do it to me. Pull my hair the way it did that. Pull, pull it. And then he gets cock blocked by a ghost. Dude, not cool. And they get a sound. They get, this is the growl. Oh, fucking predator. Fucking Mike was not wrong when he said no. that there are two types of men down there. Predators mm-hmm. and prey, because this is full on like Arnold Schwarzenegger predator growl. Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. If they had gotten Billy's laugh, the ha 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 ha, like on the can- <laughs> that was horrible. That was more like fucking Eddie Murphy. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out. I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. This is when Zach says, it's time to release our trigger object. And they set up their final (laughs) static cameras. They get something falling on one of them. And they get a very loud but unintelligible EVP. That one actually gave me chills. Yeah. That one's scary. 100%. It's so so loud and wet. It's like... Like, oh, God, what the fuck? That and the last EVP, that one that they get, and the Sorry Sarah Sorry are all fucking, oh, my God, level chilling EVPs. So fucking most spooky. Most of the EVPs in this are oh, my gods, in my opinion. Oh, my God. It ends by them taking their footage to Mason Beltran of the Antelope Valley haunts. I don't give a fuck about these segments like 90% of the time. I really, I really do not care for these segments where they just bring it to a friend to just add to it. And this guy is really yes. Anding like, Oh, I could see an arm in that mist that you can't fucking see at all. And it's, it's never interesting. They never add anything to it though. It's always just parroting, like what they've already said about the footage. Yeah. You know, it's, com- it's completely pointless, but I will say that there's a couple things that come out of this. First, it does. It makes me personally happy because every fucking ghost show out there, almost every paranormal show and paranormal expert, like 90% of the time, they're sweaty middle-aged white dudes. So it's really refreshing to see a sweaty middle-aged Latino man going for it. <laughs> Representation matters. It happened. Yeah, yeah. 
And and this is also <laughs> when we get such a great, great uh, Zach is angry about scientists moment where he yeah. really gets to let it out about how annoyed he is how science expects things to repeat and he's like mm -hmm. but they don't they don't repeat yeah. you can't get ghosts to act on command come on you just want to grab that scientist and say look it's real i can't repeat it on cue but it's real and i don't want to talk to a scientist y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed i think i know what your rating on this episode is I, I would call this an oh my god episode. This is on so this is on good. the upper echelons. Absolutely. I think it's crazy because we are now three seasons in, and in our top five episodes, I would say two of them for sure come from this season. Yes. So far. Pavalia and this one are are the kinds that I would be like, hey, if you want to know what Ghost Adventures is all about, watch one of these episodes. Uh-huh. 100%. These are these are good entry points. They're just like solid fucking episodes. This episode and the last one have amazing interviewees, uh fucking great EVPs. This one doesn't have as good of like physical apparitions. Oh yeah, there's no hexus in this one. Yeah. No, there's no boiling grime. <laughs> Poison sludge. This season, they really hit their stride, and I'm, I'm, I gotta say, it's been a long time since I've watched beyond this point, so I'm really excited to see what happens next. Oh God, I hope it doesn't dip, because this is like a strong, strong upward incline in good episodes. So, so speaking of things that I'm excited for, uh huh, I am excited, Eric. To challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. <laughs> we chase the dark! <laughs> this is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I'll be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. My challenge is very simple, Eric. I was inspired by Sarah and her courage, and her bravery, and her absolute ability to make these grown-ass men look like scared little children. <laughs> and to yeah. really drive home that point, I want to tap in a little girl and watch her handle the evidence better than Zach, because it's, it's so clear that these guys are either inwardly just cowards or just overacting and nothing will throw that into stark contrast more than them getting like a bump and a door slam and them going full like group grouper fish face and the little girl being like okay <laughs> all right it has all a double right. benefit of potentially giving zach scared all the time because the stuff that zach gets scared about are little girl noises so having a little girl in the dark place just humming and shit is gonna have zach on edge the entire time she's gonna wow. like make one noise and he's gonna like <laughs> fucking kool-aid man out of the fucking whatever wherever we're locked down he's gonna smash through all the walls oh so that's great because i i can leapfrog off of that really well 
Um, <clears throat> so first, I wasn't sure what to what to throw at Zach because of this episode. Mm-hmm. First, I thought like, well, er- all the ghosts are draining all their batteries constantly. So what if we mm-hmm. fought ghosts in a battery factory? Like, how powerful Ooh. would the ghosts be? Thought about that. <gasps> Interesting. Pretty good, yeah. right? Pretty good. Not. Hang on. Then I went for another mm. one even better. Then I went for another one even oh. better. I thought, hang on. Zach is throwing all these women at all these convict ghosts. <laughs> yeah. What if we fought in an old women's only penitentiary where Zach <laughs> would be the bait? Oh, uh, yes. But hang on, Joel. I went with something even better. So I'm going to leapfrog well off of what you were just saying, where you're going to send a defenseless little girl to go with <laughs> Zach and his boys into a scary location. Yeah. Um, but you know what? She's going to le- need a little bit of protection. She's going to need mm-hmm. a little bit of backup. I get Mike Middleton. Okay. We're going to draw a line in the sand for alphas. And I'm on the side of Mike Middleton. Yes. I proclaim that Mike Middleton is the truest alpha. He rescues Mm -hmm. the elderly. He is strong. He holds the keys and the baton of power. And he will be there to protect that little girl as she completely completely destroys the egos of the gack. <laughs> I just imagine Mike just looking at this little girl and, you know, kneeling down, getting just at her level and be like, uh, why don't you just give a small laugh right now? And she just goes, <laughs> and then you hear <laughs> <laughs> from far away. <laughs> no, I, I imagine that, like, it would be, it, it, it's like, uh, who's that guy from um, Mad Max? Oh, fucking Master Blaster? <laughs> Master Blaster, yeah. No, it'd be Master Blaster. <laughs> we got the little girl, she's holding on to the top of his goatee, fucking galloping in on the, tr- the, the fucking paranormal alpha, trample Aaron first, because that's what he's gonna do. Because he's the predator, and obviously... They are the proof. <laughs> is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. I just, I just love this episode so much. I'm just, I'm so excited for the rest of this season. I'm going to miss Mike. I'm going to miss Sarah. It makes me sad because, like, I hope that we can get characters like that as it goes on but I just don't think we can. It's a bit sweet and sour because every episode has the chance to introduce us to wonderful new people that we couldn't possibly imagine being so amazing. (laughs) For the most part, we're always going to say goodbye to our favorites after each episode, but we're so lucky that this show affords us the chance to meet so many wonderful human beings that become favorites in our hearts amen to that joel to the friendships we made along the way who knows what's going to happen next episode as they go to the remington arms factory good god (laughs) that's right the largest supplier of munitions in the world i'm excited to talk about the nra (laughs) next time (laughs) 
Oh boy. Alright. <laughs> and Eric? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah, I love, yeah you, I love you. I love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, all of you witches and warlocks, join us next time. We love you. Keep listening. Thanks so fucking much. Yeah, thanks for letting us do this dumb shit. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us at CFMITD on Twitter or on Instagram at Come Fight Me in the Dark. You can also send us an email to Aaron is a bottom biatch at gmail.com. That's A A R O N is a bottom B I A T C H at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Good night. <laughs>